0: We all need restoring. We all need restoring. Every one of us are broken in one way or another. We stand here broken vessels filled by his grace. Amen. Amen. Receive restoration. Father, we receive your love. Every broken area of our hearts, we give it to you. We give it to you. Would you put us together with that fine line of gold. Restore our hearts, Lord. Restore our hearts. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We receive your love. receive love this morning Lord, your love yes worship him from that place of brokenness, worship him, fill us Lord with your presence oh fill us with your presence Lord thank you for restoring us before us, Lord, the world behind us. We look unto Jesus this morning. Restoration, every lie of the enemy, we place it under our feet this morning in Jesus' name. Oh, there is such an anointing. Oh, Father, we bless you. We thank you for your presence. Come, Holy Spirit, you do the work this morning. Do your work this morning in each of our hearts, Lord. Fill up that broken place of that mother that's lost her child to drugs. Oh, Lord, we call them in. We call them in this morning. Fill that place of that mother that longs for her mother this morning. Fill that place, Lord. No one can take the place of a mother, Lord. Fill that place. Oh, Lord, those that have lost children this morning, fill their hearts with your peace. The peace that passes all understanding. Fill our hearts, Lord, with your grace. Oh, Father, those that have lost spouses and are lonely today, remembering a time when their loved one was there, fill their hearts this morning. Fill them with your grace. Restore what the locusts have stolen, my God. Those that find themselves in the desert place, Father, you say you will let rivers of living water flow through that desert place. Flow this morning. Flow this morning. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you my God, thank you Father, thank you. How do we preach? just say thank you to the Lord for what he has done in the spiritual realm this morning. Receive. Receive by faith. It's not by feelings. It's by faith. We receive Lord from your bosom. Just receive his love. Unconditional love. I speak to the prodigal sons in the spirit today. They will come home in Jesus name. They will come home in Jesus' name. Every prodigal child that needs to come back today in Jesus' name, we call them. We call them back into the kingdom. Amen. Can we agree? Those that have prodigal sons need your agreement this morning. In Jesus' name, daughters that have gone astray, we call them back into the fold today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a praise offering amen amen praise the lord you may be seated if you can thank you to our worship team for such a beautiful time in the presence yes let's honor them this morning please after worship like that it should be easy to preach but when there's such a move of the spirit you actually feel that what you've prepared is is so inadequate. I want to trust the Lord that he will help me just to flow with his spirit this morning. I have prepared a good message, but whether I land it today, I don't know. (laughs) I want to encourage you today. We want to bless our mothers. I mean, it is Mother's Day. Fathers, your day is coming. So just honor the mothers today. I'll be speaking more to them But I want to say thank you. Every man that has walked next to his wife, a sister, a mother, you have impacted their lives, and we honor you this morning. We thank God for every man, for your prayers. My encouragement to you is, although I'm going to be speaking to women, we need strong men in the house here, in the house where you live, And for those who don't have a father, who don't have a spiritual man, I'm asking the men in the house, would you step up and become a man, a spiritual father? Even if you're not a father, you can be a spiritual father to somebody. And I pray that you'll be encouraged today. Amen. So yesterday we had an an awesome day in the presence of God. Pastor Ronald spoke on that we should just do what our hand finds to do. We want to know what is our purpose? What big thing can we be waiting for? What are we waiting for? And truthfully, if you're a mom, that is your mission. That is your assignment. Be a good mom. If you're a student and you are, like Pastor Ronel said, and you are standing for righteousness, just that is your assignment. Be a good student. If you are A young person facing the difficulties of life and you question this walk, go back to God and just be on his assignment. I'm going to share on some of the women uh, of faith in the Bible that we think did amazing feats for God, but some of them only obeyed and did one great thing that we know of, and yet it changed cities, nations and the world a lot of their faithfulness is why we are here and i want to honor them today the first one and i really don't know how to pronounce her name i hope nobody's given their daughter this name is Jochebed or Joshabed. who knows who that is just out of interest sake anybody ah do you? so she was an amazing woman and the majority of you don't even know who she was Isn't that amazing? And you think you're insignificant. Jochebed was the mother of Moses. Yeah. Were you Googling? Yeah. I thought I saw you Googling. What would we do without Mr. Google? (laughs) I think it's a man, actually, Mr. Google. Um, So she's only mentioned twice in Scripture. And yet she was a preserver of a nation. Think about it. Moses was put in the bulrushes because Pharaoh wanted to kill all the young boys of the day. The Israelites were multiplying by too many, and he was threatened by that. And so this mother, Jochebed, she weans her child, and she puts him into the basket, and she puts him into the River Nile on a journey that she doesn't know where he's going to go, trusting in her God. And we know the story where Pharaoh's daughter finds her and he becomes this great man of God. Hebrews 11.23 says, As faithful and courageous, her actions are described like that in the faith scripture. But she's only mentioned twice in the Bible. Jochebed. This was affirmation of her dependence on God. She knew who her God was and she put her child there knowing only that she wanted to save his life, but he became a nation saver. He took the Israelites out of Egypt and yet his mother is hardly mentioned in the Bible. Don't think you're insignificant. You are not insignificant. So, we've gone out. What happened? (laughs) So, you may feel like your dreams have gone down the river, and you haven't seen fulfillment. Would you trust in God? Maybe it's a Moses that's being raised up, but it took 40 years, and another 40 years. He was 80 years old when he led the Israelites out of Egypt. You can read about Jochebed in um, I want to just give you the scripture for those that like to take scripture down. Exodus chapter 2 is the story of Moses. Amen. Take the pressure off yourself and trust God. She didn't have a great influence on her son, but her trust in God and he became a nation saver. Amen. Jochebed was a woman who trusted God and released her most prized gift to God and established him to be a nation preserver. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate that so much. The second woman that I want to share on is Sarah, and we know Sarah. She was a great woman of faith. She waited on God. She was barren. She never had children. She does something. She interferes with the plan of God, and she gives her maidservant Hagar to her husband, and immediately she's sorry. And then she chases her, makes her life difficult, and chases her into the wilderness. And we know that an angel comes and ministers to her and says to her, you're with child, go back to your mistress, and I will make a great nation come from you. And we know that that is what God has done. And in the meanwhile, Sarah is waiting. I don't know if she waited patiently because she interfered with God. So even impatience is okay. Okay. God will establish his plans even when we're impatient with him. I think of Hagar when she, when she has this child and when Sarah has Isaac. Sarah's, I don't want to discredit Sarah, but Sarah says to her husband, the woman Hagar and her son must leave and she sends them into the wilderness. I want to speak to those women that don't have a husband, who feel that you are in the wilderness, maybe through divorce, maybe by choice, maybe you made a mistake. By the way, there are no mistakes. No child is a mistake. God says in Psalm 139, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. So there are no mistakes just by the way, but maybe you feel like you made a mistake. And Hagar goes into the wilderness and God becomes her husband, her provider, her redeemer. Amen? And then we know that from Sarah's womb comes Isaac and all the nations of the world as God promised Abraham. And Abraham believed and it said, and God accredited this to him as righteousness. When we trust God, it's righteousness. Amen. Sarah was a woman who believed God and waited for the fulfillment of God's promise to her, and a nation was birthed from her. We are the sons and daughters from Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Amen, Praise God. And one of my favorite women is Hannah. You can read about her in First Samuel chapter one. And she's barren, and she can't have children. And her husband has a wife called Penina, another strange name. I hope nobody calls their daughter Penina, especially she wasn't a nice lady. So she would mock, she would mock Hannah. The truth is, she had Elkanah's children, but Hannah had Elkanah's heart. Amen. And she go every year they go to the temple and they give their offerings and they worship God. And one year... She is crying, weeping before the Lord, begging for this child. I know there are women in this congregation that are trusting God, and you feel like you are barren. Keep trusting. Keep trusting. Hannah receives the promise, and she makes a vow to God, and she says, I will give the son back to you. And she has Samuel, the greatest prophet of the day, Not only was Hannah barren, but God was looking on Israel, on his His people, and they were barren. There had been no king, no voice, no prophet speaking for many years. And so Hannah has this child, and after she's weaned the child, true to her word, a woman of honor, she takes the child back, and she gives the child back to God. Let me add to a priest Eli, who his own two boys were not something to be proud of, Hophni and Phineas. And yes, she's going to give this baby that she's cried for to the priest, and he hasn't raised his own children well. Is that trust? Is that dignity? Is that honor? Give your children to God. He will. He will make something beautiful out of them. As she entrusts the longings of her heart to God, he moves on her behalf, but also he advances his larger plan through her at the same time. And Samuel becomes the great prophet of God. He's the one that saw the gold in David. He's the one that anointed David. He's the one that caused David to become king because he heard the voice of God. Those ladies that feel like you're barren, you will raise up a young man and woman that will hear the voice of God. I want to encourage you. There's a season, there's a time for when your child will be born. My son, my daughter were born for a time such as this. Not 10 years earlier, although that would have made me very young, very, very young, because I was already very, very young. Not 10 years later, for a time such as this, each one, your children were born with purpose, whether you know it or not. And the word of encouragement is that they would step into their destiny. They would become all that God wants them to become. Amen? Rahab. The harlot. There were so many to choose from, but I felt like I wanted to share on different characters because in this room, we have so many that have experienced different things. In my lifetime, 30 years in ministry, I've met harlots. I've met prostitutes. God loves them. He has purpose for them. Most of them have become that way from brokenness. From brokenness. Feelings of no worth. But God loves them. Rahab is such a lady. A harlot in Jericho. And the two spies come and she says, I will hide you and I will help you to get out of the city through my window down the wall of the city if you will spare me and my family when you come and invade. She makes a a plan. She says, I have heard of your God the God of Israel, what he has done for his people. And she says, I want to be part of that. And this harlot saves these two spies, and off they go. And we know the story. She hangs the red cord out of the window, and that's a sign of redemption. Her family are redeemed, but it reminds us of the cross, it reminds us of Jesus and the redemptive plan. But the interesting thing is that Rahab becomes the first generation believer. She believes in this God, and it was interesting because I was speaking with a young lady in our church a few months ago, and she was sharing with me that she's a um, the the only person in her family that serves God, not in her marriage but in her family, and it's a lonely journey. She doesn't have a legacy. She doesn't have a godly legacy. And I got so excited because I said to her, You are a first-generation believer, and you can shift the future of your family and your generations to come. Generation, think about it, in three generations they will say, My great-grand great great grandmother was a woman of faith. She pointed us to Jesus, and I'm here because of her. Amen. Don't think that you need a legacy to be powerful. You become the first generation, just like Rahab. And you know Rahab, Israelite, and they have a son called Boaz. And the genealogy of Jesus comes through that line. A harlot in the genealogy of our Jesus. There's room at the cross for everyone. There is no condemnation for anyone. Amen. I'm reminded of my own mother. She was a first-generation believer. And, you know, I'll share from my childhood, we had a very difficult childhood. I come from an abusive, alcoholic childhood where beatings were the norm. So we would go to church every Sunday, leave Hillbrow, if you know Hillbrow, we lived in Hillbrow, walked down through Jabay Park into city center to the Methodist church, the central Methodist church, every Sunday, dressed in our best little dresses, my brother, my sister, myself. And we would go to church and come back up that way. They used to play chess in Jabay Park, and we used to stop and try and figure out what that was all about. But when we would get home, there would be a beating We would be beaten for having gone to church every Sunday. A tired church gang with physical abuse. But I watched my mother, a godly woman, relentlessly pursuing God in spite of the abuse every Sunday. There was never an excuse. Rain, snow, sleet. Heat. we went to church. We would come back and I would remember my shoes were too tight and I would have blisters on my feet. But there was no excuse. Sunday after Sunday, my godly mother taught me how to stand and to remain in the house of God. Not blown by the winds. Not blown. And today... I'm so honored and humbled that because of her faithfulness, her fourth generation, my grandchildren, are in this house serving God faithfully. I honor my mother today in Jesus' name. The story reminded me of Timothy. 2 Timothy 1 verse 5, Paul says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, Timothy, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Lewis, and your mother, Eunice, I am persuaded is in you also. Timothy is mentioned in six of the epistles, a spiritual son to Paul. Perhaps like Lewis and Eunice, you are almost an unknown entity. They only get mentioned, I think, that one time. And you feel like you are just an anonymous entity. And even at this point, maybe you feel, I wasn't a good mother. I made mistakes. And I don't know how to go back and fix that. Just start today. Just start today. That is the redemptive plan. Don't look back. What God has forgiven you is forgiven. We walk in love. They were known as women of faith. May each one, I speak that over each one sitting here today. May we be women of faith. May you be men of faith. Walk alongside women and make them become all that God has wanted them to become. Amen. And I want to encourage you with one last story. Because these stories are great stories and maybe it makes you feel inadequate. I wasn't a perfect mother, by the way. I made many mistakes, but then there was God's grace. God's grace. We are here because of God's grace. But I was reading a story um, in Second Samuel verse 20. And I want to encourage us as a church now. It's a story of a, a man called Sheba who revolts against David. And the reason being is that. He doesn't have an inheritance from David and he doesn't find a position with David. And so he revolts and he tries to take people with him. And he runs to a city called Abel. And David says to his commander in chief, Joab, Go and find him. He's going to bring division. And so Joab comes to the city called Abel and they start ramming down the gates of the city. And nobody does anything. It's a whole city. And one, the Bible calls her a wise woman. She doesn't have a name. I hope one day in heaven we'll know who this wise woman was. Who says, no, our city is a place where peace is spoken, where healing happens, where we deliberate, where we have answers to people's problems. How can this happen that we are being attacked And so she calls over the wall, and she says, Joab, she shows him great respect. And she reminds him, this city is a place where we restore people, where we speak faith, where healing comes, where lives are restored. And I'm one of those women that brings peace and restoration. How can you come and destroy our city? And he says, there is one within you, a rebel. Give him to us. And we will leave you alone and it's amazing what happens i want to just read this to you the woman says to Joab watch his head will be thrown over the wall i mean i'm being serious you can read it second samuel chapter 20 watch we will chop off his head and throw it over the wall she takes her position because she recognizes that many will get slain that day in that city because of one rebel, one who was offended. Rebellion is like witchcraft. And my challenge to you today is that we need to recognize what is in our city walls. My city, your city, this body, our nation. What have we allowed to enter into our city walls? She takes her position and she chops off the head of the one that is going to bring duction. And I want to encourage you today. You need to, as women, be vigilant. What is in your city? What is in your life that needs to be chopped and thrown over the wall? Because if you don't, and you're offended and you take an offense. Because remember, an offense is not given. I took an offense. And when you take the offense, you open up the door for rebellion. Because what happens when you're offended is you begin to murmur. And rebellion begins to grow in your heart. I encourage you today. Would you protect this body? Would you would you be men and women that chop off the head of those that have become offended and allow God to restore in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to leave it there because I see the children are coming and I want to hand over to my daughter. Be encouraged that we all have purpose. You have purpose. I have purpose and God has got plans for each one of us in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: So thank you to my mom today for a good word. I love you, mom. I honor you. I'm so thankful for my mom and for my godly grandmother for every sacrifice that they've made. Moms, everything you do counts, even when it's not noted. It counts. Don't give up. Don't grow weary in doing good. Amen. Thank you, mom. Thank you. So we're going to have our children coming in to to minister to our moms this morning. And I want to just encourage you that when they come up, please don't look at them as this is so cute. They're so sweet, ministering to our moms. I want you to look at them as being the future Samuels and Moses and David and Gideons and Deborahs and Esthers, those wise women that woman that please can I just clarify don't literally chop off the head of people <laughs> don't like literally do that but but these are our future leaders these are the future presidents CEOs doctors pastors the future Billy Grahams the great evangelist the prophet Samuel so when you see them up here this morning please look at them differently Look at them through the eyes. Moms, realize that you are raising nation changers. I'm going to just pray a blessing over everyone today and just especially over our moms. Father, we just want to thank you for such an awesome time in your presence today. You are so, so faithful. And we do not take for granted when we come here and your spirit meets with us and ministers to us at our place of need. So today we thank you. We stand in awe. Of your faithfulness and your goodness to us your children so father i pray a blessing over our family today those here we ask father that through this week your presence be felt that they would hear your voice saying this is the way walk in it that you would lead and guide them in every decision i pray and father we ask for a double blessing over every mom in this house today we ask for renewed strength For a renewed joy in what they name we ask. Amen. Be blessed, church. Be blessed.